Hello, we would like to welcome you to Hopefield Conversations for Women, led by two of our pastor's wives here at Inglewood Baptist Church, Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. It is our prayer that you rest in the hope only Jesus offers through God's Word in our conversations today. Hey guys, we're so excited that you decided to take time to listen in with us today. It means a lot. Um, I'm Jody, and I have, as always, Carolyn. Hello. <laughs> yes, just the two of us today. Yes. Sorry that this points you, but we've been having. It's been so much fun bringing uh, guests on on the show with us, and um, I, we've got a couple already planned coming yes. in the next couple of weeks too. So uh, we're not going to spoil that surprise, but no, we're already great. preparing for that. Uh, if you've not already listened to the last couple of episodes that we did with our husbands, we encourage you to go back and it's called Building Strong Homes, but I'll just give you a sneak peek. We talked about marriage and parenting. It was pretty <laughs> And fun. lots of other stuff. <laughs> lots of other stuff, but it was a great time having Jordan and Chris with us and mm-hmm. um, um, maybe uh, they were pretty good. They were decent. We might have them back. Yeah, and, uh, yeah we'll, 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 we'll see. think about it. <laughs> Well, uh, today's topic is on forgiveness. Now, don't mm-hmm. click stop. All right. And we want you to keep hear us out here. Um, but we're so the thing is, we're really confident that at some point in your life, you've needed to extend forgiveness mm-hmm. to someone that has offended you in some way, shape or form, uh, especially all with social media rants during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I think I said that was a Southern Rock COVID. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, I digress. But forgiveness is not always easy. And we recognize that and it can feel impossible at times however god we know that god has a lot to say about this topic and honestly as humans that tend to be easily offended need to be reminded why unforgiveness is a sin that hinders our relationship with god mm-hmm. yeah and so we want to be really sensitive to mm-hmm. those of you that are listening who have experienced unimaginable hurt or even abuse um those situations are so painful and very difficult, but you can experience that freedom of forgiveness that we're talking about. So we want to be really sensitive to that and not um, make light of any situation that's been painful in your life. Um, you know, We know that it's more than just a spat <laughs> sometimes right. that we have to deal with. And so um, even in the in the midst of that unimaginable hurt and pain um, that some of y'all might have experienced, God can meet you right there. And we're going to talk about... Um, his forgiveness and the freedom that we can have when we cultivate um, forgiveness in our life, too. That's right. I love that. You know, the cool thing is I was looking into this, just the word forgiveness, um, mm-hmm. that specific word's used 134 times in the ESV. Wow. I know. It's pretty crazy. Um, I, and I looked at just kind of how that's defined as well. It said um, uh, to cover or take away mm-hmm. or forgive, pardon, or conceal wipe out i like that mm-hmm. one or one we hear more often these days is the word cancel which <laughs> is pretty crazy but before we dive into our topic that is both difficult to receive and give we want to just mm-hmm. take a moment to pray would yeah. you mind opening us in prayer let's see lord thank you so much for your word thank you for forgiveness Thank you for the forgiveness that you've given us, your children, and thank you for the freedom that can come when we have um, forgiving experiences in our life. Thank you so much um, for the peace and the joy that comes from the forgiveness you've 
um, given us and for um, the peace and joy that can come when we forgive others and release hurt and pain in our own life. And so I pray that as we um, talk together, that every word that we say will be honoring and glorifying to you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And just to kind of start off, you know, we, we want to talk a little bit about receiving forgiveness and that yeah. foundation of that. You know, the effect of forgiveness is to restore the relationship broken by sin. Mm, yeah. So Ephesians 1 verse 7, I'm reading from the ESV. It says, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. And so when we're talking about that forgiveness we receive, that really is the basis of um, any other kind of forgiveness we can have in our life. And so if you have not experienced the forgiveness that Christ gives us, um, we want to lead you that way. <laughs> we want you to experience the fullness of his forgiveness um, when you become a child of God, because really, we really can't cultivate forgiveness in our own life if we haven't experienced that base forgiveness of being forgiven of our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, as I was studying this week, I read a quote from Oswald Chambers, which, you know, he writes beautifully. Yeah, that's um, pretty awesome. Yeah. So it says, it is, per- it is possible to take the forgiveness of sin, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and our sanctification with the simplicity of faith and forget at what enormous cost to God it was all made ours. And mm-hmm. so I think when we're talking about forgiveness, it's important to remember how much it cost God. Um, right. His only son, his one and only son, to provide that forgiveness that we can live in. Um, and we get to experience um, being with the Lord because of the forgiveness we've received through Jesus' shed blood. So I think it's so important when we're talking about that to remember um, it cost God. <laughs> it, it did. It did. You know, and in spite of our rejection or rebellion against God, mm-hmm. he still loves us. And, mm-hmm. and that's. You know, God is love, and He displays that love so beautifully. But, you know, when He died, when when Jesus died on that cross, He became mm-hmm. guilty of lying. Mm-hmm. He became guilty of slander and jealousy and became guilty of the most filthy sins mm-hmm. because He took the punishment you and I deserved. Yeah. And why? It's because so that you would put your trust and confidence in Him to forgive uh, to forgive us for our sins and to forgive mm-hmm. others, and, you know, because if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Christ bridged that gap. And the only t- thing that, that would make us in a right relationship was for us to be purified and clean. And we mm-hmm. couldn't do that on our own merit mm-hmm. it, uh, because, our, you know, we're, we're born as sinners and, yeah. and we struggle with sin every single day. And it's through his blood that's shed on the cross mm-hmm. that covers that. It's so important to remember it, that God is a holy God. So he's mm-hmm. not going to leave our sin unpunished. Um, he loves us. That's why he sent Jesus as our rescuer. But um, he's not going to leave that son, uh, sin unpunished. So he sent his son to take that punishment mm-hmm. for us. So it just really wraps up the beauty of forgiveness that we receive. And then that forgiveness is what we're supposed to forgive out of. <laughs> That's right. Um, Overflow. Of yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I read something in the um, International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Uh, it said uh, about forgiveness. It says it removes all the guilt and cause of alienation from the past. It assures a state of grace for the present, and it promises divine mercy and aid for the future. 
its fullness cannot adequately be conveyed by any one term or formula. Mm-hmm. And I love that but yeah. because there's there's not necessarily a formula of this, but there's a demonstration of what Christ has done for us on the cross. And, mm-hmm. and uh, as I was looking into this myself, I was reminded that Jesus has the authority over sins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a couple of scriptures I want to highlight in Matthew. Um, one of them is Matthew 26, 27. It's, Basically, when the Lord's Supper was instituted by Jesus, um, and, and it's when he breaks bread and with his disciples and takes that cup, and Jesus says, take, eat, this is my body, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness, there's mm-hmm. the word, forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. And then in Matthew 9, um, I think it's 9, 1 through 6. It says, take courage, son. Your sins are forgiven. And some of the scribes said to themselves, this fellow blasphemies. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why are you thinking evil in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, Jesus said uh, to the paralytic, get up, pick up your bed and go home. And just that, 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 the, to remember and recall and understand that it's Jesus who has the authority to forgive our sins. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is us that he's given us the, really the, the, the hope in forgiveness, mm-hmm. the, um, I almost want to say a command. It is a command. You know, yeah. To, to, yeah. to forgive. Mm-hmm. And, and again, um, Look what he forgave those mm-hmm. that were slapping him, that were poking yeah. him in the side, that were, you know, banging his head and put the the thorn of crowns and pushed it into his head. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just incredible. Yeah. That really speaks to why we forgive. You mm-hmm. know, we've talked about the forgiveness that we've received and then why we forgive. Why should we do that? It is a command. Um, Jesus commands us to forgive one another. <laughs> um but and we have to be ready to forgive over and over again. Jesus mm-hmm. talks about that in Luke seventeen three through four. It says, "Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times, saying, I repent, you must forgive him.' So mm-hmm. it's really an ongoing thing. Forgiveness is not like a one time thing. It's going to be a lifestyle of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and this verse says, you know, if he a same the same person sins against you seven times. Can you imagine? Over and over. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And then you're supposed to forgive them Mm -hmm. over and over. Mm -hmm. That is what God is commanding of us. That's what we're told to do. And so it really has to be cultivated. And when I think about the word cultivated, I always think about gardening, um, tending and caring for. So you really have to be careful to invest in a lifestyle of forgiveness. It is going to take work. It is not natural to Mm -hmm. forgive. Um, for humans, you, a lot of us want to, you know, uh, repay what's been done to us or uh, (laughs) seek revenge. (laughs) Um, But it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of development and cultivation of Mm -hmm. that lifestyle of forgiveness. So it's really putting aside that old life. And this picture is painted all throughout scripture, putting aside the old life, the tendency towards unforgiveness or even revenge, and then putting on that new life that we have in Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really what I think about when I think about that lifestyle of forgiveness. Right. And, and you know, when we were talking about what you said when we first started, Caroline, mm-hmm. about being sensitive to those mm-hmm. that um, 
or maybe I'm, I'm thinking when you said forgive, you know, seven times 70 and, and what, what I do want to speak is to those that might be in a physically abusive relationship. Yeah. Um, there, there is no reason mm-hmm. to stay in that, uh, I would encourage you to seek help, professional mm-hmm. help uh, from that. So what we're not saying is that it <laughs> yeah. is okay. In other words, that oh, well, I need to forgive him or her for that physical abuse, and then things are fine for a while, and then it happens again. You forgive right. again, you physically abuse. No, yeah. no, we are not saying that. That's right. And I just want to be very clear yeah. because there are some situations out there that they, they might be told, you know, from, uh, you know, what, what – uh, just even from a a, a, a spiritual um, teacher mm-hmm. that might not really know that this person is going through this particular thing, but they just keep, mm-hmm. you know stick in there, you know yeah. keep keep forgiven, and um, there 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 is never a there is never right, right to be abused in that way. Yeah, forgiveness is never excusing a behavior. Mm-mm. That's not what forgiveness Mm-mm. is. Forgiveness gives us the freedom to move forward. Um, and we can experience that freedom in Christ, but it's never excusing the wrong behavior. That's and we'll right. talk later on about what to do when a person is unrepentant mm-hmm. and when, they're, when they are not sorry for what they've done towards you. Um, well, we can go ahead and talk about that now if we want to. But well, yeah, just before a, we do, yeah. I, I do want to just kind of um, just thinking about the struggle to forgive, because mm-hmm. um, if it's not a exercised muscle mm-hmm. that you're not used to forgiving, yeah. it, it can feel pretty intense sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, I was just thinking about um, some people I've ministered to or, or even mm-hmm. our listeners today that maybe you've been abandoned by your parents yeah. or your friends even or your spouse and yeah. can state a very strong case of the wrong that has been done to you and why forgiveness is not an option. Mm. I mean, how many times I've heard, well, they don't deserve yeah. to be forgiven or mm. maybe you've been betrayed or wounded or mistreated. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine forgiving your offender because you feel as though that lets them off the hook somehow. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you probably yeah. heard that too? Well, yeah. if I forgive them, that means that it means that I'm saying that what happened to me is That's okay. Right. Right. Um, but you know, unforgiveness is something we can justify and even feel righteous about. But the cost of this sin, because mm-hmm. it is a sin, mm-hmm. is heavy. Mm-hmm. And when you forgive someone, does it does not mean that what happened and the offense uh, done, it does not mean that it's right or that it's okay right. or that you've brushed it under the rug. You know, consider with me um, a few truths from the word just really talking about the hindrance of the relationship between you and God, because I really want us to focus a little bit more on that, mm-hmm. um, that unforgiveness, that sin of unforgiveness. Uh, this isn't about you and you being right, you and your offender, what has taken place. This is about you and God. This is about you and your relationship mm-hmm. with God. And uh, Psalm sixty-six, eighteen, it says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sin of unforgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, Isaiah. Go, you no, say go ahead. No, Isaiah fifty nine uh, one and two. It says, "Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins mm-hmm. have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear." And then finally, Hebrews twelve fourteen through fifteen. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. 
See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that not that no bitter root grows up um, mm-hmm. to cause trouble and defile and defile many. So, you know, bottom line, too, is when we allow that unforgiveness to take root, we're hindering that relationship with God. Absolutely. And and when there is any sin in us, it allows room for other roots like bitterness and anger and self-righteousness mm-hmm. to dig deeper. It just opens us up to a plethora mm-hmm. of other other strongholds in our lives. But, um, you know, forgiveness does not have the power to prevent your offender from suffering the consequences of the offense. I want to say that again. Forgiveness does not have the power to prevent your offender from suffering the consequences of of offense, mm-hmm. but forgiveness frees you from the cage uh, you've built around yourself. The one that you're that's really suffering. You're you're the one that is that's still right. suffering. That's right. One of our favorite commentaries is Warren Wiersbe. Yeah, <laughs> we quote yeah, from him yeah, a lot. We do. But I found this quote and I thought this speaks just to this. It says, "The world's worst prison is the prison of an unforgiving heart. Mm. If we refuse to forgive others, then we are only imprisoning ourselves and causing our own torment." Some of the most miserable people I've met in ministry, this is what he says, have been people who do not forgive others. They've lived only to imagine ways to punish these people who had wronged them, but they were really only punishing themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. It's It hinders, unforgiveness can hinder our relationship with God, and it can hinder our relationship with other people, and, and really just our ability to move forward in life. We can become so consumed sometimes with um, the wrongs that have been to, done to us that we just can hardly even function. Right. We can hardly move right. forward. Um, and so God doesn't want that for us. He offers no. that freedom of forgiveness. He's given us freedom from sin because mm-hmm. he's forgiven us of that. And then he wants us to move forward and walk in that freedom, especially among other believers. We were talking about this before we started recording, but... Um, you know, that unforgiving relationship amongst other believers can really hinder the work um, that God's called us to do. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, If we are letting little spats or little areas of bitterness among children of God, among the fellowship of Mm -hmm. of believers, then, you know, that's really going to hinder and keep us from that main goal of serving the Lord and doing what He's called us to do. So, there's a big cost to unforgiveness in our life. There absolutely is. Um, yeah, it's definitely a big cost mm-hmm. to um, further in the kingdom. Um, you know, when you were talking earlier, um, I was I was thinking about even in my personal experience in the past where I struggled a long time, a few years to forgive mm-hmm. uh, an offense uh, done to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember thinking, well, how can that person be going on laughing mm-hmm. and carrying on and seem like everything's going right for them? And uh, and here I am in, in this dark place mm-hmm. and just just sick over this and, and just wanting revenge, so to speak, and realizing later that... Um, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that should be laughing. I'm the one that should be smiling. I'm the one that should be healed and walking in freedom in mm-hmm. Christ. And it's such an eye opener when you realize that uh, your un- unforgiveness doesn't necessarily affect the the one that offended you mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really it really is uh, about you. And and I, I don't think we can say it enough because. Mm-hmm. 
um, if you will, the veil is pulled over our eyes and our heart Mm -hmm. when we're struggling with uh, unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't really see the poison it is, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how God commands us to forgive Mm -hmm. his children. He commands us as his children to forgive others. And um, when I think about that, and when you think about your situation and wow, it's a big, big ask to forgive somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go back to remembering what you're forgiven of, what Christ did for you. That's if right. we think back to that, um, I'm going to read Ephesians 2, 1 through 5. Let's just listen to this. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Listen to this. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love which he had loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. That just paints the picture of where we were, what we had, Mm -hmm. and then all that we've been forgiven of. It lists all these different things that we were living in our flesh as sons of disobedience, uh, you know, following the prince of the power of the air. So... That, that's Satan. We were that that's bad. That was really right. we were deep lost in our mm-hmm. sin. But God being rich in his mercy forgave us of all of that. And if he's done that for us, we need to forgive out of that overflow of right. what he's done in our life. Right. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I was thinking also maybe of some practical mm, steps, yeah. if you will. Um, one of the things that came to mind is the ministry of reconciliation. Mm. And uh, what it's talking about in Second Corinthians 5, really, the ministry of reconciliation, the loss to salvation, to reconcile them, bringing them to the cross, mm-hmm. but also that principle and that uh, matter at, that is important for us to take mm-hmm. hold of here is reconciling with one another so nothing hinders us from leading someone to the cross, uh, to Christ. Yeah. You know, also, um, I, th- I thought uh, sometimes when there's an apology given mm-hmm. you go did you mean it like oh, are, are yeah. you like are you just is it just a word or was mm-hmm. are you broken over that mm-hmm. but this is the thing an apology is a poor substitute for forgiveness and does not deal with the issue the bible says is necessary to reconcile mm-hmm. you know for, forgiveness is not based on the ability to forget either sometimes it's like well uh you've forgiven but how why does that keep coming up in your mind sometimes mm-hmm. uh so to forgive and it's something that you need to learn mm-hmm. that remember what christ forgave you like you were talking about mm-hmm. uh uh will guard your walk with him so when we when we pause and we think when we're struggling with remembering what we've forgiven for some mm-hmm. you know offense mm-hmm. uh i know i've used that in in my walk is to pause and go wait a minute let me let me put the finger back on on me. Oh, okay. What have I done? What have Christ? What is Christ? Uh, what great lengths has He gone to to forgive me? Mm-hmm. And it takes intentionality not to remember your offenses given, but over time, uh, God changes that, and we are able to filter that through His heart and His love, and remember His grace that is upon us. Um, but I I do want to take a second and read that scripture, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, about reconciliation. Yeah. I think it might just kind of bring it together in that aspect. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I'm reading verses 17 to 21, by the way. 
The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You hear that? That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, uh, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And you know, just four points out of here that as we've been talking, I just kind of want to bring up is, first of all, is to be reconciled with God by seeking forgiveness for yourself Mm -hmm. first and forgive others as he's forgiven you. Uh, a second one is put, put on the new creation, you know, um, mirror the image of Christ. And the third is demonstrate yourself as ambassadors for Christ. Share the message of reconciliation so that lost may be saved. And fourth, uh, let your light shine, your life shine uh, for God and, and not uh, not let it be hidden by unforgiveness that robs you of such great freedom in Christ. Yeah. For me, the practical steps as I was just looking through these were just mm-hmm. to remember what we've been forgiven of. Remember that you need that foundation of forgiveness to move forward, just like you said. Um, and then recognize that unforgiveness and what it can cost you. We talked mm-hmm. about that. It's it's a, a big price to pay to live a life of unforgiveness. Um, and then remember that you're only responsible for the forgiveness in your heart. You can't control other people's responses or actions or unrepentant behavior. Um we can move forward even if our offender does not apologize or apologizes in a way you don't think they really mean. Right. right. Um, or you might not even, they might not, not even know that you've forgiven them. Yes. Because you're not yeah. always, you know, that's yeah, right. I'll just leave that. But we can move forward. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so important for, we can experience that freedom of forgiveness and we can move forward um, and we can release those hurts to God. Mm-hmm. God that's sees right. those. He He knows the situation. Mm-hmm. And even if our offender has been unrepentant, doesn't even care mm-hmm. <laughs> or does or has apologized and we don't we don't think it's real, we can still move forward in forgiveness in our mm-hmm. life. And so we're only responsible for what we've decided to do with that situation, that painful situation. And I want situation. to add, um, before you keep going on yeah. there, is is that one thing that I know has been very healing for me is that I just don't say I forgive such and such. And when I'm praying and, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing that with just me and the Lord, I go into specifics. What yeah. am I forgiving them for? Mm-hmm. And let God deal with that specifically. There's just something about proclaiming mm-hmm. the details to Lord, yeah. the Lord in, in private um, mm-hmm. that he uh, does a great healing and it no longer has a stronghold on you. Mm-hmm. And that's just been helpful in my walk. I think that's so good. I want to go back to just for a minute about unforgiveness amongst believers. Yes. I think that's a really practical thing that a lot of us can deal with. Um, we've all probably dealt with hurt feelings among mm-hmm. believers in our church or around. Um but I just I want to go back to this verse in Ephesians. It's Ephesians four one through three. Um, Paul writes the the church in Ephesus. It says, "I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, mm. with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace." And we talked about how unforgiveness can really cause space for roots of bitterness, roots of division mm-hmm. to come in. Mm-hmm. And so 
I think as believers, we have to be so aware of that, that if there is an issue with another believer, address it, address it openly and address it quickly. Now, there's one issue, and we talked about this a little bit in our marriage podcast, where if there's a heated discussion and it's just a tensions are high, you might want to take a step back for a minute and see, you know, just take a step back and uh, decompress a little bit um, in order to have a good productive conversation. But I think it's so important that if if you've offended somebody or or you've been offended by somebody, to open up the discussion and really address it so that you can maintain, as Paul says, that spirit, the bond of unity and peace mm-hmm. amongst believers. So, Well, and we're good. called to do that, and, and the specific yeah. scripture alludes me right now, but we're, we're called when, when we, especially if we, if we think that uh, someone has odd against us. We're supposed to go to that brother, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and reconcile with them. Yeah, uh, it's definitely too. And I think it's very critical that we take the time you're talking about and pause, mm-hmm. spend time before the Lord. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, cool your jets, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Well, we talked about that with <laughs> mm-hmm. our marriage. We can say things that. Mm-hmm. We don't mean in the heat of the moment That's or right. just not even put the thought into it and really mm-hmm. cause more damage, more harm than good. Right. Um, so sometimes we do need to cool off a little bit and take right. a step back. And look at the different angles of, of if you know this person well enough, you can go, is that typical of them? Is that their heart mm-hmm. motive? Did they? And would it be um, normal, a, a common thing for them to attack me in that way? Did they? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Just ask yourself those those questions of the person that you you believe that you know Mm -hmm. and and i think a lot of times that might soften that blow that we felt and go okay but there's still there's still something needling me Mm -hmm. about this and i just need to talk through it and and i think it's important that we don't come across as we're accusing that person of of uh of uh intentionally yeah hurting uh hurting us Um, just be careful but uh, there was something i found um it's called. It's from Encouragement Cafe. Uh, they they have a, a, a podcast and a website. Again, it's Encouragement Cafe. Uh, but a writer on there had shared an excerpt from Sylvia Gunter's um, book, Living in His Presence, and I snatched that. Yeah. I just thought it was so good and pertinent to what we're talking about. It reads, "Those closest to us hurt us most deeply because we have given them a part of ourselves." They take it and may fall short of our expectations and may not prove trustworthy. Perhaps someone has betrayed your trust in a particularly painful way. No matter how that person has failed, rejected, offended, or betrayed you, God can come in and restore in greater measure if we let him. They have uh, they may have taken something from you, but God wants to restore in greater measure. And I think it's really what Caroline and I are trying to convey here, I think, is is um, let God have all of you. And that even means some of that, that hurt, that, that pain, that unforgiveness, and trust him with it and, and trust, trust that um, in due time, in God's way, there's going to be a cost and consequences for that. If it, you know, just you know, on the offense, I'm not going to try to label it or say how severe or how little it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like, will you trust God enough to take care of business for you? Because it's not your place necessarily right. always to take care of that yeah. business. Now they're releasing. I right. think that's yes, so. Yes, that's the key word right there. Re- releasing, because yeah. uh, like uh, there's been many times that. 
I was definitely not led to go um, confront this person face to face. It was something that I needed to just personally deal with Mm -hmm. between me and God, just actually uncover more of what I needed to seek God to forgive me about mm-hmm. more than the unforgiveness Ooh. about toward this person. I don't like yes, that. <laughs> I haven't we? Oh, we've all been in those situations. It's I like, think. well, I came to you about that guy. This yeah. wasn't about me, you know? <laughs> yeah. But sometimes yeah. God's going to use those situations he in is. our life to reveal, and the Holy Spirit will reveal those situations that, you know, yeah. he, he wants to make us holy like he is holy. And so those little situations could be really refining for a believer. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. You want me to close? I have one final scripture that I'd love to say. Act, um, yeah, that'd be great. I think this just kind of sums it all up. It's Colossians 3, 12 through 13. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Mm. I think that just sums up all that we've been trying to say. Yeah, it, it does. It does. And again, y'all, it's about your relationship between you and God. That's right. That's right. You don't want anything to hinder that, right? That's so, right. yeah. Awesome. I'll close this in prayer. Father God, thank you for being a forgiving God. Thank you for your grace that we don't deserve. And yet you extend it lavishly because you have greater plans and purpose. You, you desire to restore what has been robbed from us even uh, just in our walk in life with other human beings. We're, we're all so messy, God. And yet you still see us as beautiful as your children. And you make us lovable because of your grace. I'm amazed at your long suffering with us, Father God. I'm amazed at your great love toward us. And Lord, I pray for those that this has really, really triggered some some hard stuff in their lives, Lord. Lord, I pray that and ask that right now you speak into that heart situation. And Lord, that you would bring peace and guidance to to them, that they would choose to trust you in this matter, Father God, that they would choose to make sure that there's no hindrance in their relationship with you, that that your relationship with them is so much more important than holding on to unforgiveness, the sin of unforgiveness, that they choose you, God. I pray they choose you even right now. And Lord, I pray that relationships would be made whole in every way. So God, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you tell us in your word about forgiveness and unforgiveness, what you've done for us that we've received that we may in turn give. So may you get all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. We hope that you have enjoyed our conversations today. If you would like to contact Jody or Carolyn, you can email them at hfc at inglewoodbaptist.com. You may need to speak with a pastor, and you can reach out to them at next at inglewoodbaptist.com, and a pastor will be in touch with you soon.